following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Thursday! Well, one more day closer to yeah. Cowboys football on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. Jesse Holly, Nate Newton bringing it strong. Ooh, Look at that. Hey, oh boy, sharp. Let's go, Kurt Daniels, <laughs> yeah, Shannon Gross here. What's going on, Nate? You got a job interview? What's happening? Uh, no, what happened is we just finished doing special edition. We had to do it a little bit late because we thought Bill Jones was going to get with one of the higher ups, uh, Miss Charlotte Jones, to do an interview, and it was canceled at the last minute, so it pushed everybody back and. I said, you know what, I'm not going to change because I break out into a full-fledged sweat. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just stayed like I was, my friend. I ain't moving. As y'all see, I'm sitting still. I break out into a full-fledged sweat. <laughs> you look good, man. You're looking, you're looking good. Ooh, really? man. Yeah. You sweat? You wow, sweat I, I, I just want to say this before we start, fellas. I have never heard Kurt. Cussed so much before the show. <laughs> I was, that's why I wasn't saying, I'm, I'm like, this is not Kurt. I'm sorry. It's big yeah, I'll pray, I'll pray oh, for you, Kurt. Sorry. Jesse, we got to lay hands on him. <laughs> wow. The thing that happens before we actually go live on air should be a series of its own. That right. would be a comedy series of its own. It should not. If you guys could all see what happens and what is it, said and what is what needs to be done to get what you're getting live on air, uh, no, how it goes down off air. It's hilarious. We would, we would not be employed by the Dallas Cowboys if that was a, if that was a show. <laughs> I, I guarantee you that. I guarantee yeah. you that. But, but hey, we got it together with uh, Kurt. Kurt's on his third phone. Chris, just let us know. <laughs> I'm having phone problems. This is just a mess over Kurt here. Kurt lives at, like, T-Mobile. Kurt, Kurt grabs 14 cell phones. I don't uh, know where he's getting all these phones from. He got to have a T-Mobile in the back room somewhere. Uh, he just keeps grabbing phones. Try this phone. Try this phone. Yeah, all, I think of them, all of them suck, too. This is problem. <laughs> we got it together. We, we got it pulled together with 15 seconds to spare before we got on the show. Uh, so. Oh, all right, let's get into it, fellas. Talking some football. Where should we go? Let, let, I'm going to let y'all pick. We're going to talk about Cowboys defense, uh, Atlanta's offense. Do you want to start? Jesse, you kick it off. Pick, pick a side. Cowboys defense, Atlanta's offense. Um, let's go, let's go Cowboys defense. Cause this, this going to get, this go Cowboys defense will get Nate to break out a little sweat. He might start sweating a little bit. Right, let's, let's, about make, Cowboys defense. let's see. If, no, hey, you know let's, what, Jesse, let's, I ain't going to start sweating, but the Ontario Poe going to start sweating because he may try to work this week. Okay. <laughs> hey, let, let's, let's see if we can get Nate so fired up today that he has to come out of that jacket before the end of the show. We got, uh, we got, nah, man. Nah, hey, fellas, but, you know, quickly uh, – this defense, man, uh, we we didn't play as well as we should have, and especially in our interior, we lost Leighton Vanderish, of course, and uh, 
and Joe Thomas came in and did a nice job. But if we saw up, I'm serious, if, if Don Terrio Poe, Antoine Woods, and, uh, and Crawf Crawford do, do their job, we should we should be well. We should do well because the the true problem is is but those outside receivers and Jesse has talked on that. When you, th- these dudes are beasts, uh, if we can control Todd Gurley, because you can understand if you put bad film out there, which we did last week defensively interior, don't you know these teams gonna come in? They gonna like Gurley gonna be like I can do what those three guys can do. I can do it by myself. So he's going to be beating Dan Quinn to death and, and to, to say run the ball, run the ball early, and play action pass. So, But I, I'll let Jesse get into these wide receivers and quarterbacks, man. But we have to really be weary on defense in the middle of our defense. Let me All right, before we get to the, the, the offense and Jesse gets into all that, how concerned two of your three starting linebackers are now out for at least six weeks. How concerned should you be – about this linebacking core. I mean, I feel pretty good about Joe Thomas. He stepped in and, and done what he's needed to do when he's been called on. Justin March is a, is a serviceable uh, backup, but now that they're having to step into, you know, starting type reps, is that going to be a concern? Are they some of those guys that are good for 20 to 30 reps, but when you get into higher rep counts, snap counts, that, that we're going to have issues? I have no issue with that. I think Mike Nolan, being the linebacker coach that he's been for years, he's had to work with first-teamers, second-teamers, backups. I think it still comes down, and I've said this repeatedly all week, fellas, is if Dontario Poe, Antoine Woods, Tyrone Crawford, if they do their job along with Tristan, if they do their job in filling gaps, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and doing what they need to do. All the linebackers have to do is read their keys and they'll fall right, right in place. But if what happened last week is guys was getting to the second level to our linebackers with all of that motion, because we got to remember, uh, they're going to come with that motion uh, the same way uh, the Rams did until we stop it and show it as a linebacker court that we ain't going for all the false keys and come downhill and make plays and be secure in our tackling. Uh, but but to answer your question, I think Coach Nolan them has this first week. Jesse said, as you want to say, third preseason game. I want to say the light bulb came on that you have to play ball and, you, and everybody has to do their job. Can you, you know, on offense? If, you, if you've got a weak link on the line or whatever, you can or to get guys open, you can scheme ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with a linebacking core? I mean, are there ways on defense you can scheme to help them out? It's called knock the living out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just execution then, right? It's, 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 yeah, it's, man, just come down here and punish y'all. You know, see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Curtis, just good to see you smiling again. <laughs> hey, Jesse. <laughs> Nate brought it up. How confident are you that the front, the, the front end of the Cowboys, the defensive line, how confident are you that they, can, that they can bring it and that they can keep those guys off the second level? Wow, that didn't sound good. <laughs> no. no. Stop, Jesse. I was gathering my thoughts because it is – it is going to be so crucial. It is almost, it is imperative. It is, I'm trying to find a big word to use. It is so important <laughs> that our front four shows up this week. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. We in trouble at linebacker. Okay? We in trouble. 
we in trouble. We in trouble with Jalen Smith out there. And then you got add good, these. You got good energy. Yeah, good energy, <laughs> right mindset, wrong direction. We in trouble at linebacker, okay? And when you're now going to put more onus on Jonah, uh, on Jalen Smith because you're saying, all right, now, you know, and he's even feeling this as well. We out, we're out with Leighton Van Der Esch, so now I got to do more. And that's the one thing I don't want him to think he has to do is to do more because you're, he's already been struggling with this, the portion that he's already been given. So I, I don't want Jalen Smith to feel like he has to do more because that's already going to overcomplicate what you've already been doing. But then when you add in Justin March, who is a serviceable guy, I'm not saying that he's a he's a serviceable guy. He's a guy who can go out there and give you some snaps. And then you add in Francis Bernard and some other guys. I mean, you're, you're giving guys now uh, a number of reps that they aren't quite accustomed to playing. And that's where you kind of get lost in the sauce because if you're not used to playing a certain amount of reps, then you mean that means you have not seen all that is out there to be seen. So that uh, that 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 puts you in a position where you can be fooled. Your eyes can sometimes be lying to you. Your keys can sometimes be a little bit off. We're in trouble. The only way to protect those guys and to and to keep those guys from making a lot of mistakes is Don Terry, Crawford, Woods, Hill, Griffin, Tank, Smith. Those guys have to have a lights out performance. They have to get after the run. They have to get after the quarterback. Because if if it comes down to us being having us having to cover, again. Julio Jones is still outside. And I don't care what you may feel about Matt Ryan or Julio Jones, whatever. We don't have a soul on our squad that I want to match up with Julio Jones one-on-one time and time and time again. We don't. Ain't too many souls in the National Football League that you want to line up Julio Jones a lot of times one-on-one. He's, you, you want to limit him to what he's going to do, but they're going to come and check those mistakes from last week. That, that that up the middle, if if those guys up the middle don't secure themselves, we're gonna be in for a long day. But we have we have some trouble at linebacker. Those guys up front, those that front four, they have to show up and they have to be stout so that our linebackers can be free flowing and, and, and get after it and then put them in long down the distances so that they're not being fooled. But we 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 in trouble at linebacker, fellas. We we in trouble. <laughs> I think Jesse's concerned. Can I ask a question right quick, like Shannon? Hey, uh, you look like Jesse. you look like you do today. You can do whatever you want to do on this show. No, no, I just want to ask a quick question, Jesse. Do you think our linebackers are in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> I'm through. Yeah, yeah we, they, we, we we in trouble at linebacker, man. We we in, we in trouble hey, at linebacker. So what does we talk about Jalen a lot on this show? What? How does his responsibility? change this week I know there's going to be added pressure he's going to be I guess everybody's going to be looking at him as the guy Jesse you said you don't want him to try to do too much but is there more responsibility on him now or does his responsibility stay the same he just needs to do what he's supposed to do he has less room for error he he has less room for error like 
he, he can't have any errors because you're, 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 you're now going to be using backups and, 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 and second and third string guys to supplement the loss of Leighton Vanderish. So what, when he, Whatever mess-ups, if he had two, three, four, five, six mess-ups in a game before, he can't have any this game. So he, 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 can have, he has to grade out. When the grade comes out for defense next week, Jalen Smith has to grade out. And I'm telling you, if Jaden Smith does not grade out as one of the highest defensive players on this team, if not the highest, this team lost. And what he has to do, uh, Shannon, is is he has to make sure he be clear in what he's calling. If he's going back to his old responsibility as being the mic, calling the defense, making sure those big hogs up front are lining up in the correct place and having that connection to that defensive backfield. If he can get that done early and often, and, and, and if he's calling out formations, because just to tell you, a lot of times your mic back, and when they're good, they call in formations. I don't know if he's good enough to call formations, call uh, the because uh, I'm gonna tell you, Ken Noy used, used to call power right, power right, power right, and then he would give you a couple of plays to look for. I don't know if Jalen is there, but if he's not, don't worry about it. I'm with you, Jesse. He's got to grade out high 80s, 89, 90, and, and, and he and he's got to make his plays when they are presented to him. He has to make his plays. Are they are they facing a tougher test with this Falcons offensive line? I mean, it didn't it seemed kind of average last they're, year. They're nice, Maybe better than Rams. They're they're nice, man. Their their offensive line is nice. They gave up a, a, a couple of sacks last week, but they were playing this front of Seattle neck and neck. Their offensive line was playing them neck and neck, and then about nine minutes left in the third quarter, it fell apart for them with a with a fake field goal that Atlanta tried and all this other rigmarole. And next, next thing you know, they down by 14 points. But the offensive line is nice. And even when they, they held up pretty well when they tried to storm back and didn't give up any sacks. So uh, the offensive line is nice. They can get some one-on-one uh, things going. Let's talk about that, that Falcons offensive line and, and what's behind it. And then also the Cowboys, let's get into a little Cowboys secondary talk before we move on to the, the Falcons offense. We're going to take a quick break. I want to hear this, Jesse. I want to hear what I want to know said. what Jesse's thoughts are, what he saw being the offensive <laughs> mind and sick. the offensive minded player and, and, and lined up across from the secondary back in his day. I want to know what, he's, what he saw in this secondary and if it's going to be something that we're going to like this season or if something we're not going to like. When we come back, Julio, Julio, Gacabola. <laughs> uh, hang it with the boys. Julio, Julio, Gacabola. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation tumblers at OtterBox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. 
available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Can you do it? We are back, and I can't get my screen pulled up, but I do know that you need to be at the stadium this weekend, and there are tickets available to see Cowboys versus Falcons. So go to DallasCowboys.com forward slash tickets to purchase your tickets and come see your Dallas Cowboys and their secondary play this weekend. I am Shannon Gross. <laughs> I am joined by the, the it, I mean, just the lovely, The I mean, he's pretty today. I won't say that very often, yeah. but today Nate Newton is pretty. Joined by Nate Newton. Look at that. Look at that smile. Just Oh man! Hello, Miss so Gross. Sometimes <laughs> catering to your mom. Hello, Miss Gross. Joined by Jesse Holly and Kurt Daniels, we're talking a little Cowboys football into uh, Thursdays. We do a little Cowboys defense, doing a little visiting team or, or opposing team offense. So before we switch over to the Falcons offense, let's talk about Cowboys secondary. Some positive things. Cheeto proved that he can catch a ball if it hits him in the hands. He had an interception in the game. Um, Trayvon Diggs has some, what I think is, looks like some real potential in the secondary. What else did you see? Jesse, let's start with you. What did you see that's positive? What did you see that's, that's a concern? And what can we expect out of this secondary this weekend? They compete. Like, they, like they compete and you, you're seeing the young digs. There were a couple plays where he was right there. I mean, I mean, he was on it. And he learned very quickly that he, on, in this league, you can be as good as a player in front of you and you can be in the perfect position. And sometimes you won't win. And you have to be able to put that behind you and get ready to go and play the next play. Because there were about two or three passes where he was, I mean, he was dead smack there. He was in position. And just a better throw and a better catch beat him. But you saw him being where he was supposed to be. It wasn't like he was way off. It wasn't like he was way out of position. He was right there. You saw one of the long balls. It was going down and he got his eyes up back. And so there were certain things that you see from this group on the back end. Now, I know that they were doing a lot of underneath stuff. Uh, the Rams were. They're going to be challenged downfield this week. They're going to be challenged downfield a lot this week. 
They like to go downfield with Julio Jones and, and Ridley and over the middle, deep over the middle. So they're, they're going to be challenged on the big plays. Is it? Does that change their approach anywhere? Maybe they can't be as aggressive at the line or, you know, they have to drop back further anything? Because I think last no. week golf. Front seven. Go, front golf, seven. Golf tried Your one seven at the play. 20 plus. You've got to be aggressive. You got to be aggressive. You got to disrupt them at the line of scrimmage. You got to reroute them. You got to get your hands on them. You got to be able to slow them down. What you don't want to do is, I'm not giving Julio Jones a free running start at me. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not giving six foot five, running a four three. I'm not giving him a free running start at me because that is, that has all the markings of a nightmare day. You got to get up in Julio's face, shade that safety over a little bit. You got to disrupt them. Now, there, there's certain there's certain athletes in this league who you just can't flat out stop, but you can limit. You can frustrate, you can bother, you can uh, 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 disrupt and interrupt and make them have really have to work for everything that they're going to get. So for, for those guys is continue to be aggressive, continue to, to, to come forward. Now, the one good thing that we have going in our favor is that we now have Mike Nolan on our side, who was with this unit just 10 months ago in Atlanta. So he understands a lot of the formations he understands a lot of the personnel. He understands a lot of the thinking, the mindset, because he went against them every single day in practice. So for us, we have that. We have a, you know, we, we have some intel on our side with Mike Nolan being able to give them some sort of keys and clues on what may be coming their way on any given down and distance, any particular quarter, any particular set. I just hope that the information is taken and then applied on the field. Execution, 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 knowing that they're going to make some plays. But it really gets uh, tough when you get in red zone position. If they put you in inside the 20, you have to limit them to field goals. That's how you beat Atlanta. Okay, they, they, they're one of the best teams. Just to tell you, from 20 to 20, they'll light you up. But red zone has been an issue like for them as, like, as well as for us. Ridley becomes their guy. Once they get past the 20, Ridley, become, yep. Rid, Ridley becomes their guy. Hayden Hurst is a new toy they got. Uh, then, you know, you got Gurley always. So they're trying to put this together. More importantly, they want to start fast. They want to get Ridley, Julio, and his other guy into the end zone early and often. And with Cowboys can't get down by 10 points because you don't want to get into a shootout where you're trying to match. You want to get up and make the other team match you. Jesse, you mentioned earlier Nolan, Nolan being, you know, with them previously. How, how, much, how much of a help is that? I mean, you hear that and you, and you think as a fan that would be a huge help having someone that knows the terminology, knows what the formations are and things like that. But as a player, does that give you an extra level of confidence to, to be able to jump routes or to recognize things? How, how does that affect your, your psyche? Um, it gives you a little bit of confidence in the fact that you know, what? here's where you get your confidence at. Because what Coach Nolan is going to be doing, he's going to be, you know, stretching certain things. He's going to say, hey, listen, I know how this guy likes, you know, listen, I know how they like to do this, da, 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 da. It's when you take that information and then you get into the game and you see it come to fruition. Because that, that's where the confidence comes back. When, when you see it, like, ah, that's what Coach was talking about. I see it. 
now you begin to get more and more confidence in yourself and in the game plan that, you know, that the little keys that Mike, that, that Coach Nolan was talking about. So it's gaining the information beforehand, but I don't think you really gain confidence until you see it work in the game because you can have something, information in practice, and then you get to the game and you don't, you never see it. You never, you know, you, you got some teams who change it all up. And so you're looking for one thing and it never appears. And now you're like, oh my God. But getting the information and then being able to have it be applied in the game and be successful, that's where the confidence comes from. But coach, you know, because the, 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 the he left there so recent, there's still, a, there's still a lot of the same personnel, the same mindset, the same coaches that was there offensively while he was there. So he has some sort of intel that'll be able to help this defense out. Kurt, speaking of saying? Nolan, well, just speaking of Nolan, um, you know, it's only been one game, but could you all see differences in his philosophy with the defense? Did you see, was it whether they're aggressive or schemes or whatever? Could yeah, they got an interception. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I was just joking. That's I was just joking, Kurt. I was just joking. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. Was, I, it looked it looked a lot like it did a year ago. Yeah, yeah. That's because, and you know why, Kurt? That's because we lost. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm serious, and I'm not talking about offensively because we did look the same, but. We needed a turnover. We needed for our defense to step up and make a play. We needed for our guys in the middle to impact. And that's what we missed last year. A lot of games where guys in the middle of our, our defensive line didn't impact. We was looking for that, and we didn't get that again. So it kind of made it look the same old, same old, because the Rams have done this to us previously. I'm kind of encouraged but, by the secondary. I mean, I think Awuzie, Pro Football Focus, had him rated as the 12th best cornerback last week. Ed Woods rated as the ninth, uh, 19th best safety, and Diggs showed promise. I mean, it was a good, that was a pretty good passing attack they faced last week. No, this this week's a different animal. But I like where they're coming. I like I like their chances with this. No, they they competed. They competed. They they competed yes. tough. But what they didn't have to face is they didn't face the down field threats yeah yeah uh matt ryan threw the ball 50 times last week yeah. now i know some I of that came in garbage time but threw the ball 50 times last week i think so nearly most of it five threw five at least 20 yards and most of them were 10 plus so yeah you know what i'm saying so, so you're, you're going to see a much more heavy doses of the passing game than you might have saw a week ago he he likes to drive it downfield and then for the most part his offensive line gave him time it, it, they just, like I say, in that game, you had a stretch at nine minutes in the third quarter where they gave up a 38-yard uh, bomb, and then they turned around and tried to get a, a, a fake punt. They lost that and then gave up another 38 yards uh, and a touchdown with uh, the, uh, Greg Olson. So they lost 14 points right there because they was tit for tat, and then that's when the aerial attack started for Atlanta. I mean, they went to going at him, but it was just too late. Uh, Russell Wilson was too much. All right, let's take our Jet. last break a little bit. What were you saying, Nate? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, Jesse, man, that, that ain't, I ain't with that hat, but it, it's okay. <laughs> hey, Nate, who's, like your your base- <laughs> who's your baseball team, Nate? <laughs> How, uh, the Atlanta Braves and uh, in the National League and Oakland A's in the in the American League. But I ain't watched baseball in so long, Shannon. I couldn't tell you a player. 
Yeah, I know the Celtics are your basketball team and the Cowboys are your football team. Yes, sir. Team. And we I, lost I really the other night. We got to redeem ourselves. <laughs> got to redeem ourselves. You ever watch hockey, Nate? I can't. Uh, the Stars, man, they're on their way to the cup. I know, right? I know. I know. Yeah. So we can need to get an update from uh, Kurt. What you want to know? They're going to the cup. what do you expect Kurt Uh, come on Kurt you gotta be more than that oh they've surpassed expectations I don't think anybody expected them to get past Colorado now they got past Colorado and Vegas so it's exciting it kind of stinks that you know they're finally there and we can't go to games or you know can't feel that excitement as much in town but it's still pretty thrilling I'm telling you that that that's another reason why the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl this year because none of us will be able to go and it's going to be this. We've been waiting so long. Oh, I'm gonna be there. Gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to jump the fence, I'm gonna be there. Forget that. <laughs> All right, let's I mean, take our last give, break. I may get hung on the fence, but I'm trying to go. <laughs> let's take our last break. When we come back, let's talk about Todd Gurley. Does he still have it? And Matt Ryan, is he one of the most underrated players in the NFL? All that and more when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their Elevation Tumblers? And OtterBox Elevation Tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Back, and if you have listened to this show this season, you know that Rowdy will do stuff for money. He will do all <laughs> kinds of stuff for money. I'm sure he I would probably. I believe you hadn't got a phone call about that yet. Am I lying? Will Rowdy not do stuff for money? I mean, I'm not saying anything that's not true. 
So, you know, I, you know what I might do? I might get a list from you guys and fill out a questionnaire for Rowdy and just say, here's a list of things, and we'll go through the list, and will you do this for money? I think that would be an interesting segment. <laughs> I bet he would stand in to be your best man. I bet he would go on a date with you and your woman. I bet he would do all kinds of things. So check it out. Visit <laughs> DallasCowboys.com forward slash Rowdy to see what Rowdy will do for money. All right, fellas. Shannon Gross joined by Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, Nate Newton. Final segment of the show. What I want to know, from what you saw last week, does Todd Gurley still have it? It seems like, you know, he he was one of, if not the top running back there for a few years in the league. Had some health issues. There was some debate on whether he was really injured or if the, the Rams just weren't utilizing him the way that, that, that they should be. <clears throat> now he's with Atlanta. Is he the Todd Gurley of old? Is he lost a step? Is he is he too old now? What is he and how does he fit into this offense? He looked nice to me. The film I saw on him, he looked nice. Uh, the only thing that took him out of this game was, like I said, he jumped up 24, you know, about 14 points there in the third quarter. Todd Gurley looks nice. He looks, he looks a little bit leaner than he was uh, a year ago. Uh, I think uh, – by him not having his training camp at all and just being able to work out and strengthen those muscles in his knees uh, to slow down that degeneration has helped. And uh, he's fresh. He's fresh. And I think he's ready to go. And we have to make sure that we're perfect tacklers in this game early. Most most of his yards last week came off runs off of the right end, right tackle. And that's where most of the yards came last week for the Rams too. Is that need to be addressed? I mean, is, is that, a, is that a DeMarcus – Lawrence issue, or how do we stop that? We'll see, won't we? <laughs> we will. Uh, you know, the, the, the bottom line is when we look at our our defensive line, they're gonna have to be in their gaps. They're gonna have to be in and execute. It, it, it was all. It's all about execution, fellas. Like I said, as ugly as that game was, we only lost it seventeen to twenty. How much of that was? Uh, were we not ready uh, physically to execute? Uh, was did the Rams control the game? What thirty-five minutes of possession time plus tells you the story? Did you see that what? stat that that the Falcons' offense has ten former first-round draft picks on it? Like wow, their whole, their whole offensive starter. Everybody's a first-round pick, I think, except their third wide receiver, and he had a hundred and something yards last week. Yeah, he had a. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. So they got a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys that nobody else wanted that they got drafted in the first round. <laughs> no, nah, Julio Jones, some they drafted, Ridley, some they Ryan, drafted. <laughs> you know, Todd Gurley, these, these dudes can ball, bro. Yeah. These dudes can ball. Their old offensive line was former first round pick, so it could be a handful. Jesse, what do you see? What's up with Matt Ryan? He he. Seemed like there for for five, six years, he was always in the elite quarterback conversation. And then it seems like that's, you know, he's still a, what, top 10 quarterback, but he's not, I don't know if I would classify him as in that elite category with your your Drew Brees and your Patrick Mahomes and, and your Tom Brady's, but he's, you know, he's always in the top 10. He reminds me a little bit about Romo where he always put up the big stats and but it never seemed like he really won the big game He's still obviously a dangerous quarterback, especially with the tools he has. But, like, what is he now? What is he these days? 
I think he is, um, if you're talking about the levels of quarterback, he's probably in that second, that low second rung, top tier third rung. I think the biggest thing for Matt Ryan was in his career, he had so many offensive coordinators. Like every other year, they were changing offensive coordinators. So there was a new person coming in that he had to work with, that he had to learn from and learn a new system, a new language, a new philosophy, a new way of, uh, of doing business. And that, that has been the, that's kind of been his Achilles heel is that, you know, every time he gets into a groove or every time he kind of gets comfortable, his offensive coordinator gets fired, they go get hired somewhere else, they go, some, you know, they go do something else, whatever it may be. And so he's never really got a chance to have one designated offensive coordinator, someone who can be there, he can work with, can groom with, build that relationship and, and, and really flourish. Uh, the numbers, you know, will always be there because, I mean, he's a quarterback who has a live arm, can make a lot of the throws. He's going to throw the ball downfield. He's always had weapons. But the biggest thing for him, like you said, with Tony at times, you throw that untimely interception, that one sack that you shouldn't take through the course of a game, and it, it you know it, it derails all these type of things. They were in they were in a fight last week with Seattle, and then all of a sudden now you know you have special team blunders and, and things mess up, and now all of a sudden you go from being you know in a football game to down 14 points, and now you have to change up everything that you were doing. So. I think the biggest thing for him is just having that consistency and continuity with one offensive coordinator for a while so they can get used to each other and get a system in place and actually be able to run it through before that guy leaves. Kurt, who's the better quarterback, Dak or Matt Ryan? Ooh, wow. Um, I, God, that's a tough Matt Ryan. It ain't that hard, Kurt. It ain't that hard, Kurt. Kurt's having phone trouble Ryan. again. Maybe I'm being a homer. I'd, yeah, I'd probably go Ryan too. I mean, he's just—he's more experienced. Nice. Obviously. Nice. Guys. Yeah. He's, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously put up the stats, so. Um, yeah. He's been so. to a Super Bowl too, my friend. That's he's true. Been, regardless whether. Yes, true. and uh, then he's got Julio Gaka. What is, what is it, Julio Gacamole? <laughs> 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 What what bringing up Julio? What we all know he's great. We all know he's a downfield threat. We all know he's been an elite receiver for several years now. What what makes him that good? Like DeAndre Hopkins, what makes him so good is he can catch any ball anywhere, no matter where it's placed. He doesn't drop balls. Same for he's Julio. He's a good route runner. Same for Julio. Same for Julio. Is there, what are what are the qualities that he has that makes him consistently a top three receiver in this league every year? He's unselfish and he's willing to work, but what I would want him to be is a little more selfish towards the red zone and demand the ball because he has too big of a body not to, to, not to be a, a big of a red zone threat uh, in, inside the five-yard line threat. Jesse, what, what you think about that, man? This guy should no, have I agree. way I agree. more um, attempts. I mean, he, yeah, I remember he went through a whole season where he had less than five touchdowns, you know, right. and it was to the point where he, they were getting the red zone and he just could not get the ball in the red zone but what makes julio so great i mean he's he is everything you want in that receiver he's big he's six foot four six foot five he has a long wingspan he catches everything he's a route runner like he's in that conversation of route running with uh your amari coopers your keenan allens your larry fitzgerald like he's in that route running conversation 
Uh, he's able to get the yak yards. He, he ain't just catching it falling, though. He's catching it. He's breaking it. He's running away from defenders. He's smart. He's physical. I mean, he is. He 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 is. He's everything. He's everything. He's everything that you want in a receiver. He is everything that you would want. If you could build a receiver, nine times out of ten, he's going to look like Julio Jones. Who do you think, Jesse, who do you think is the best receiver in the game right now? The To me, the best receiver in the game. Hmm, good question. DeAndre Hopkins right now, to me. DeAndre Hopkins. What makes him the yeah, best? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. The same, For the same thing reason, with Julio. the same I just I just named about Julio. Same thing with Julio. The same thing I just named about Julio. <laughs> the same things. It, it's it's that it's that it's that DeAndre uh, uh, him Michael Thomas and now Michael Thomas lacks the speed of those two guys, but uh, Hopkins, Thomas, Jones, like those are my top three guys in the league right now. And Shannon, I promise you, if you ask the quarterback Deshaun Watson. What happened in that first game? And he'll have two words for you. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> hey, hey, I got to say this, fellas. Chris yeah. Bean, I admire you, bro. I mean, you eating at 100 miles an hour. You working this show. <laughs> you participating in the chat line. Boy, you awesome, man. <laughs> okay. I don't know who's the worst, but you and Jesse, man. You and Jesse, y'all can eat up some stuff on the show. <laughs> Jesse put them wings down yesterday, man. Yes, he did. I admire Jesse for that, man. But see, a fat man, I, I have to take my time and just savor the flavor. Jesse was going through the wings. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, before we get out of here, let's go around the horn. What is what is one thing you are going to keep your eye on this game? Doesn't matter if it's offense or defense, Cowboys or, or Falcons. What's one thing you're going to be watching uh, when the when the camera's on everything else, what are you going to be paying attention to? You know, it's we just talked about Julio Jones. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how our secondary does against him, how Diggs does against him. I mean, uh, McCarthy came out today and said he's not going to be scared to put Diggs up against Julio Jones. So this this may be an eye opener for the rookie. Bama on Bama, baby. Yeah. So uh, Bama on Bama, fun. young Bama, old Bama. I hope they have an opportunity to uh, hang with, you know, compete, hang with them, and it's going to be a fun one. Nate, what you going to be watching Sunday? I, I feel, and, and me and Jesse elaborated on it a lot, and I think we went into detailed depth. Our interior defensive and offensive lines has to play well for the rest of the team to play well, especially our defensive and interior has to play well to cover our linebackers. Jesse? I'm getting close when I say this. <laughs> I'm getting close with you, Jess. I'm getting close with you, Jess. Go ahead on, bro. I'm getting close with you. Mike, Kellen, I'm looking at you. This is your moment right now. At home, in front of your Amen. home crowd, Preach, you need brother. to show up. Yes, you sir. guys need to show up. You need to figure it out. Okay? You need yes, to get sir. in the lab. You need to All go right. and you need to get motion, not that little slow motion across where the guy sets back up on the other side. No, you need to get some <laughs> right. You need to get yes. back out of the pocket. You need to mm-hmm. get some creativity. You yes, need sir. to score some points. Okay? okay. My eye is on you, offense. 
And I know the defense might not play well. But damn it, you guys better show up this week. We've got far too much talent offensively for us to keep coming up short. Okay, I'm, yes. I gave you, I gave you a little bit of grace last week. I gave yes, you some grace last week yes, because you I did. said that you were. This was preseason game number three for you last week. I'm out of grace. Yes, you did. I ain't got, I ain't got no more I'm out grace. Of grace. Okay, uh-huh. my my grace cup has runneth over. I got no more. <laughs> I've been so I've been just- an advocate for you, Freaky Mike, all off season. I wanted you. Don't leave me football flaccid next week. Oh, oh, bring, me back, bring me back to being football oh, next uh, week. Uh, I want to put the shirt back uh, on next week, guys. So I'm watching is, you, Kellamore, and I'm watching you, Mike McCarthy. This You are an offensive-minded coach. This is an offensive-built team. Let's, let's What's wrong with your thumb, it. Jesse? You you cut man, the grace cup? Man, what I, man I, yeah, man, I cut myself this morning, man. <laughs> My, you know, I was getting, I was giving that grace, and the thumb got caught giving the grace, man. <laughs> wow. This what about you, Shannon? Shannon, did your mom call in with her stuff? She is actually coming in town as we speak, so she might even be on the show okay. live tomorrow from my living room. Okay, cool. If, awesome. If if, uh, if we can pull that off, so. Awesome. Uh, yeah, this has definitely gotten personal for Jesse this year, and I am enjoying every yes, it minute has. of it. I love yes, it. it has. I love it. Uh, Kurt, Don't think, make me wrong. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you. I want to see what the rookie does against uh, against Julio and these receivers. I also want to – I'm going to keep an eye on defense, on Jalen, uh, and, and what he does and what these back backup linebackers do. And like Nate said, the, the defensive line, you know, they, I think they need to step it up. I need, think they need to bring it. So those are the, those are the. I know it's more than one, but those are the three areas that I'll be watching. No matter where they have the cameras, I'll be, I'll be tuning in to see that stuff. So, fellas, will you be at the tomorrow, stadium? I will be at the stadium. I sure will. Cool. I want you to be I, happy this week, okay? <laughs> I will be happy. I'm, I'm going to be up in the press box watching from high above. I'll let you guys know how it is. So, Kurt. Thank you. Yes, Nate, sir. thanks for bringing Thank it. Jesse, pleasure as always. Chris Beam, thanks for keeping us on the air. We will be Thank back you, tomorrow Chris. with our predictions, and we'll have some fun. I don't know what that fun will be yet, but we'll come up with something. Tune Grace, in tomorrow, Jesse, same time, Grace. same Grace, place. Jesse, Grace. On Hanging with the Boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!